This episode of Out of Game is sponsored by Bellwether Games. Check out Bellwether Games online at bellwethergames.com and look for their latest game, Coldwater Crown, the strategic fishing game hitting retail stores this April. Out of Game, a podcast featuring unique segments and discussions about board games, card games, RPGs, gamers, and gamer culture. Here are your hosts, Ryan, Chris, and Tim, as they go out of game. Welcome to episode 33 of Out of Game. This is Ryan. This is Chris. And this is Tim. And we're a podcast about board games. Board games. Board games. You know, on episode 30, we dedicated our episode to the listeners by doing all listener questions. You guys remember that? That was yeah. a great episode. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. And listeners have good questions. They do. And we have a lot of questions that we'll never get to if we just continue to do like one or two an episode. So I think we're going to make this a regular thing. Maybe every three episodes or so, we'll just answer some questions. This is three episodes. It is. We're three later. Plus three is 33. 33. So in today's episode, we're going to continue answering your fantastic questions. Thank you, listeners, for all your questions. But before we answer all of your amazing questions, we need to jump into the spawn point. Spawn point. So let's spawn it up. Oh, so yeah, we did a 600 point X wing battle. We talked about that before. We did our thousand pointer. Oh yeah. And we decided uh, it just, just took way too long. So we 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 told it back to 600. So it's basically double epic because epic's 300 points. So uh, we allowed double epic as far as ships too. So I brought two Corvettes, um, and then he brought his Raider and two of his Golzanti, and we had a little battle out there. It took. Um, it took about six hours to play the whole thing, so we're, we're we're figuring it's about an hour per hundred points. Okay, we're thinking so because we were at about eight hours before we abandoned the other one, okay. and you know that was a thousand. So we figured maybe that should have been about ten hours. So I'm thinking we're going to stick to the epic six hundred if we ever do this again. Okay, um, but yeah, it went well. Uh, I actually took that one as well. So <laughs> surprise, surprise. Um, we had a total of uh, four forty two left for me and two thirty six left for him before he called it. Yikes. Um, yeah, it was a pretty bad butt whooping. He kind of just didn't place things nicely, and he brought some uh, brought some Thai strikers that he had never flown before, and uh, it just didn't work out well for him. I sent some bees over there to do a little cleaning up and then uh, went to get a little more pollen from some of his other ships, and uh, the bees just had their pollen. way with it. What does pollen do for you? They're, they're bees. Right, but why do you want pollen? You make honey. Because bees go get pollen. That's their thing. But in the game, in the context of the game, My, I'm I'm flying bees, and his ships are the pollen because I'm going to take them out. Okay, it was an analogy. I see. <laughs> Thought it was quite clever until that came up. Sorry, it's <laughs> because <laughs> vortex. It's because Chris was taking a picture with his phone and wasn't yes. listening. But so yeah, so it was it was a lot of fun. Anyway. Even even though he lost, he enjoyed it. 
So it was good. Yeah, why does he? Well, I guess anyone who plays games with you has to accept losing. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the motto of Tim's game group. Even but, though we lost, we enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to talk about uh, Sauce Boss Con. We, uh, we're, we're getting together for a three-day weekend of gaming. Three-day weekend at the Lake House. Is your house haunted by chance? Ooh, Not that I'm awesome aware of. Was. Not that I'm aware of. We could like see a ghost or something. I could uh, maybe put together one like with uh, yeah. sheets and rope. Yeah. So uh, yeah, why, why I'm bringing this up, Sauce Boss Con, is uh, I have a confession to make. Uh oh. Uh oh. Had a little backslide, a little magic number backslide. Uh-oh. I find that hard to believe. <laughs> so this is what happened. I'm gonna explain here. I went to a game auction. There's a game auction every six months at Games it's Plus. It's like an alcoholic walking by a bar. Yeah. Yep. yeah, it was bad. It was bad. I think I purchased seven, Whoa. six games. Four of them were unplayed. So what's the number? So the number is 17. It went up from 13. Ooh. Oh, and a, and a Kickstarter arrived. Cold Water Crown. Cold Water? The game we're giving away in our contest so more are about we, are we at eighteen then? More about that later. We can't even play it. Uh, we could play it. Well, if you're giving it away. Well, no, I I own a copy. Oh, you own. But other games is getting... giving a copy away. Well, that's very nice. The same that. game that I own. It's a game about fishing. Fishing. A Euro game. I'm pretty excited. It's, I backed it uh, last year and it delivered early, if I remember right. So do you got to drink beer when you play this game? Because that's usually what you do when you're fishing. Uh, well, I guess you could. You could drink drink beer. We should ask Dennis Hoyle that. Yeah, I, I, the you know, president seems, and CEO and owner seems of like it would just fit. Bellwether Games, who's sponsoring this episode. Have a tackle box with Cheetos, Doritos. So here's my cry for help. At Sauce Boss Con, are you willing to help me get my number down again? Not the whole time. Yeah, I mean, I need I some help. planning on playing some new games. So, here, so. here's the problem. I, my, my game sessions are so few and far between. It's like I don't have the capacity to withhold purchasing games. For the amount of time I have to wait, no, no, surprises me. Yeah, no, no, we knew it. I need, I, I need more game sessions, or it's, I just, I'm not sure it's going to happen because another game auction is going to happen in six months. If I'm I'm not at zero again, you're not, you're not going to go up again. I, I need help. Okay, so here's what I'm willing to do. I'm willing to try some new games and play some new games, but I have one request. Okay, don't betray me like you did at Gen Con, and sucker me into playing a game that you knew. In the back of your mind, I wasn't going to lie. <laughs> that stupid Mars game. Okay. You know. That's fair. You have a pretty good, you yeah. know, if you think I'm going to like something and I don't like it, that's not your fault. I'm just saying, if you know I'm not going to like it, but it's for the purposes of reducing the magic number, Yeah, that's all I'm saying. That's fair. Okay. I, and then we're good. I would agree to that. So I'm not bringing a lot of games. I, I think I'm bringing... S- I'm bringing a lot of games. I was going to say, you're bringing like I'm not bringing a lot of magic number games. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm bringing six. One of them is by the same designer as Scythe, uh-huh. Euphoria. I got, here's the thing. I got amazing deals on all on the games that I bought. That's the reason. That's what suckered me. And I, yeah, I couldn't but- pass the deal up. Like I got Euphoria for $15. It's like a $50 game. And that was my number one game I wanted on my wish list. That, if you remember, that was a game. If I got to zero, I was going to have you buy for me. So were they like just blowing these out or something, or was this yeah. like someone bought the game, hated it, and is reselling it? So it, it's this. It's this amazing event they have every six months at this game store in Mount Prospect, Illinois. They all, tons of people put games up for auction. I don't know why there's so many every time, but this thing goes over. It's Thursday night, Friday night, 
Saturday and Sunday. It's a four day event. My God. And and they have to they have to separate it by category. So I think Thursday night was maybe miniatures games. Or no, collectible games. Collectible games was on Thursday. And then strategy and family games are on Friday, which is the one I went to. Saturday is fantasy and role playing games, and then Sunday is miniatures games. And the 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 event that I went to, it started at seven. And I left at 11, and it wasn't finished. Oh my and God. I think they probably went until 1 o'clock. So they do this at the store? At the store. And the way it works is they just hold the guy holds up a game, says this is what it is, says the condition, and then everyone has a paddle with a number on it, and then he'll just start saying, you know, five, $1. Usually they start at $1, and everyone who wants it just holds up their paddle, and he'll just keep going 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and then when it gets to a number you don't want, you put your paddle down. So it's really fast. Like one game will go in like 15 seconds. Holy cow. And then they have this really amazing system. Like you can beforehand, you can sign up, um, you can give them your credit card and then they, they underline the number on your paddle. So they know it was a credit card purchase. And then they have this refined system where they, they take the game, they write, they write your number down and they put them all in the back. And then when you're ready to leave, you just like go get in line and they have all your games that you purchased like in together. And then they tell you your total. You go pay and you take your. This games is and leave. horrible for you. I know it's bad. It's 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 bad, but I got really good deals on some of these games, and some of you're gonna this one game I got Poseidon's Kingdom. It's like the the most ridiculous components you'll ever see in a, in a game, and like ridiculously good or ridiculously yes, bad. Ridiculously good. Huh. It, it's like the the pieces are they look like they're made of ceramic. Interesting. You have, you have to see. I'm, this is one of the ones I'm bringing. It it's ridiculous. And this game, I, I don't know what it sells for, but I got it for twenty six dollars. And when you see it, you're going to be shocked that that's what I got it for. Wow. I just got I just got really good deals. So, anyways, this is a cry, a plea for help. When uh, when we go to Sauce Boss Con, I, w- I would like to play some of my Magic Number games. Yeah, yeah th- I think we have a deal. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm always good for trying new games. For my part, I'm going to try to come prepared. Yeah, to that, know the rules. That was the other thing I was going to ask. Yeah, is just to make sure we're not bumbling around. I have a question about the rules because two of the games I have, there's videos online where they teach you how to play. Would you be open to no. just watching that instead of having I me try do doing it? I can't. Okay, I can do it. I'm I'm capable. Okay. I'm, I'm just being honest. I would love to say, yeah, sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the YouTube. And no, I mean, work. like we sit and watch it together <laughs> before we play, like. It's like he's teaching, like, it's like he's sitting at the table with us. The game will be in front of us. I'll try. But instead of me talking, he is, and he's doing it a lot better than I am. What happens if you bring popcorn and pretzels and soda and maybe I'll try. keep Chris? You don't understand what it's like for me to, to watch, watch something it. like that. Games. So, Euphoria and uh, Cutthroat Caverns, two of the Wait, games Cutthroat in my Cutthroat Caverns? Yeah. You know how to play that? No. <laughs> Cutthroat Caverns, <laughs> it's like you knew it. It's a, you're an adventuring party in a dungeon. I like it. And you're. Fighting monsters in the dungeon. I like it. And you get the most points if you get the kill shot on the monster. Uh, so you're playing cards, but you're trying to not play too much or whatever. And then gotcha. It looks really fun. Interesting. Hey, I'm up. This is the only game in my collection right now that I deferred and I changed my mind and brought it back. Hey, why did you defer that? You undeferred it. Why I undeferred you defer that. Um, the theme's right. The thing, you know, it's it's. I was. I don't know because you guys not. Like some of the people in our group have issues with games that are less strategic. This is more of a less strategic game. It's kind of just a fun it's Cult Express. I've heard it's kind of like a replacement for Munchkin. Cause feel like a similar theme. You're in a dungeon, okay. kind of backstabbing each other in a way, quote unquote. But 
it's not Munchkin. It's okay. really you're not fighting each other. You're just trying to get the yeah, kill shot. It doesn't actually doesn't sound like that good of a game. Yeah, see, that's the that's the thing. I'll try it. Yeah, I will have enough people there. I'll, I'll I'll get some people to play. Yeah, there's so many games though that we can play. Especially but for three new days, ones. we're gonna we're gonna be right. looking for a break. That's why I want to yeah. play something new. Yes. Well, what I'm saying is. You can't play like the hardcore strategic games for three days straight. <laughs> like it's you need a break in there sometime sure. to just play something fun, like something light, you know what right? I mean, yeah. something yeah, lighter. Yeah, sometimes that Kit Kat bar is just not enough of a break. <laughs> right, <laughs> Snickers bar is. Ooh, Snickers. All right, I think we're done spawning. That sounds so dirty. <laughs> to do some spawning. <laughs> Spawn season's over. Talking about fishing. Let's move on to our table talk. <laughs> Hello, out of gamers. Future Ryan here with a contest. This contest is brought to you by Bellwether Games, and they have agreed to give away a copy of their newest release, Cold Water Crown. Now, Coldwater Crown, if you haven't seen this, it is a Euro game about fishing, which is something that I love, something that I used to do as a kid and still do today from time to time, but I've never seen a good board game about fishing until now. So this this game was Kickstarter. I actually backed this game. And Coldwater Crown, first of all, has art by Beth Sobel and has amazing components and it's honestly the best production i've seen uh, from bellwether games i've backed a number of their games and they have agreed to give a copy away and you should know in case you've not noticed that dennis hoyle the owner of bellwether games is a listener and not a gamer and he sends in a lot of listener questions so what we're going to do for this contest is two things the first thing you need to do is go out and find the bellwether games facebook page and bellwether games is spelled b-e-l-l-w-e-t-h-e-r that's bellwether games find their facebook page and like the page so liking their facebook page will get you one entry in the contest now to get an additional entry into the contest we would like you to go out to our board game geek guild you can get to the guild by going to outofgamepodcast.com and clicking the board game geek guy Click him, or you can just go straight to Board Game Geek and find Guild 1990. That's the Out of Game Guild. And I'm going to have a thread out there. It's just going to be called Cold Water Crown. And what we'd like you to do out there is give us a name. So we, we've we asked listeners to help us name segments in the past. That's where we got the name Table Talk. That's where we got the Spawn Point. And now we're asking for a name for our listener questions segment. We're kind of tired of calling it listener questions We'd like to get a new title, something that maybe other podcasts haven't used. So we're looking, we're, we're going to crowdsource that with our out of gamers. We're, we're sure you guys can come up with a good name. So submit an idea for naming the listener questions segment, and that will get you an additional entry. So for one entry, go out to Bellwether Games Facebook page and like the page. For a, an additional entry, go out to our Board Game Geek Guild and give us a name for a listener questions segment. The deadline for this contest is Sunday, July 23rd at 11.59 p.m. CST. And again, that's from Bellwether Games giving away a copy of the strategic fishing game Coldwater Crown. 
a beautiful game that I'm sure you're going to love. All right, go on out and enter the contest and back to the show. Future Ryan out. You're listening to the Dice Tower Network at Dicetowernetwork.com. More fun than Merchant of Venus. Wait, what? Who writes these? We have lots and lots of listener questions. 68 pages of them, in fact. That's a lot. It is a lot. I don't think we'll get through all 68 pages, but we're going to go as far as we can. Let's see what we can do. See what happens. And, you know, hopefully next time we do this, we'll have a new name for a segment because you guys named it. There you go. In the contest. Yeah, I like it. All right. All right. First question, Joshua Grimmard. I hope I'm saying that right. What would your ideal board game be? Or if you were to create a game, what would it look like with all of your favorite mechanisms gameplay mashed together? Chris. Yeah, the there's so many things to consider because you have the theme element. We talked about the theme of Sky being a little overrated last episode. And... Uh, you know, the game pieces, like the quality. I would love to make a game that is really good quality game pieces. It makes a big difference. Uh, if hey, you got huge difference. Coins. Yeah. Huge difference. So I like that. As far as mechanics, my favorite, I love bidding in games. I like worker placement. Bidding is like worker placement plus. Because if you really want that spot that somebody else took, and it might not mean that much to them, you cannot bid them for it because it means something to you. I like the bidding mechanic. I also like in my game, and this fantasy question is, would be, you know, you'd have high visibility of who the leader is. Some games we have with the leader kind of flies under the radar a little bit. And I like kind of knowing who is out there. Like Alien Frontiers is a good example. You can kind of see what's happening. You can see the, the land grabs and who's got what. And then you could see the victory point track who's in head. So in my game, I would prioritize seeing... Who the leader is during the game. So yes, the, yeah. I, I think not, that helps to take over the leader. You know, well, of course, I, you don't I like, like that. I like the obfuscation of that. because Oh, yeah, of I like, course. You know, that's because it's you, always you it's, that's the leader. Well, I know. It's like, you know, fly below the radar. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I also like the fact that losers, like if you're in the very end, you have a better chance of getting back in the game if everybody can kind of slow the leader down and you're making your comeback. It kind of keeps everybody in the game. We, we all know how that scenario works out, though. Leader loses, player two or player three wins. Person that's trying to play catch-up really just decided who two or three won. You, you still win a lot, though. I mean, even when you're visible. Like the, the um, Lords of Waterdeep game. Yes. You know, you, you, still, you can still do it. Just because you're the leader doesn't mean you're not going to win. Because people I, still no. have to make a decision true. to forego what they want to do to slow you down, which is not always the best thing. Sure. So, I don't know. Those, those are the mechanics I like. I do like the worker placement. I like tactics, a tactical game. So, I don't know if that's sort of the answer he was looking for, but that would be mine. What about you guys? So, I have a list here. Uh-oh. So, I'm going to go through this quickly. First of all, it would have to have a perfect insert for all the components <laughs> with removable trays, <laughs> etc. Would that- you just get rid of the insert entirely? Because isn't that even better? It says, what would it look like with all your favorite okay. mechanisms? So wait, wait. Is this an order of most important or least important? No, it's just... A random order. It's kind of random. That's kind of weird for me, but I was short on time. It would have a perfect size box with a magnetic clasp, oh and it would fit perfectly on a calyx shelf. A what? Calyx. 
That's the shelving system I have. That's the shelving system. The best board game shelving system out there. It would have resin bits, metal coins, optional miniatures. I could take or leave the miniatures. As far as mechanisms, drafting, tableau or engine building, worker placement. Those are my three favorites. One and a half hour playtime, not too short, not too long. I think that's the sweet spot. It would have hidden scoring because if I'm in the lead, which will never happen, I don't want people to know that. Then why do you want it to? Be I want to. I want to. I want the scoring to be hidden so you can't tell him. But in if the lead. it's never you, then no. I'm saying if I'm ever in the lead, it would be ruined if it was open scoring. Because okay. then I would just people would just take me out. I don't want people doing that to me. What's your number one game ever? Scythe. And is the scoring hidden? Yes. No, it's not. <clears throat> well, it's hard to calculate. So maybe I should say scoring that's hard to calculate. Do you actually sit there and calculate the score when we're playing? No, but you can. You can usually see who's like the front runner. No, you can't because there's the multiplier and there's all the, it's hard to add it all up. You could. Okay. It is a little confusing, Yeah, but it, it's not completely hidden. Yeah. Either. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to thank you. I'm going to modify that okay. to so obscure, obscure, obscure is a good word. Yeah. Uh, easy to learn and teach, I think is important. I would want the theme so integrated into the mechanics that you can always remember the rules. Games that have good enough theme mechanics and do that. Quick turns with little downtime, oh, pointing at Chris. I like it. Where you care what other people are doing. I like it. Well, I'm surprised you're putting that in. It's important. Usually wow. you don't like that. No, I'm, no, I, I don't like long turns either. I'm just not as crazy. I mean, you. the being engaged other people's turn. What do you mean I don't like that? You, you are in your silo. No, but I like to care what other people are doing. You don't. You, you don't care. No, I don't, or at least it seems like you don't want to care. I, I like to be interested. I don't. I'm not necessarily oh, saying that you can like so mess with me. In your game, you want to build a built-in draw that yeah. pulls you in. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Uh, and I put no deck building because I hate that. I had no cooperative but you had drafting. Yeah, I like drafting. I don't like deck building. Okay, I had not cooperative, but I'm going to scratch that because it occurred to me that in my top ten games, four of them were cooperative yeah. games. So. Yeah, you can't really say you don't like cooperative one. Yeah, I think I need to yeah, nix that. Yeah. Every gaming session, you play a cooperative game to start the night. <laughs> yeah, Pandemic Legacy. So I think it's just uh, comes down to the people you play with. Maybe your opinion was wrong. It was. Mm-hmm. I think it was. Could be. Depends on the group, though. It does yeah, I think it group. does depend. It on does the depend on the group. That we did get trolled by someone in Time Stories. Did that ruin the we game, did. or was it so? It okay? almost did. It. it, it it and it was weird because we were kind of like upset, but we didn't want to be show that we were too upset because it would have kind of ruined the fun for Ahmad. But what he was doing, what like, was he doing? He, he did a to- he did a move that we all told him not to do, and he did it anyways because he was the captain and he was allowed to make the decision. So he overruled the rest of the group and just did what he wanted. But it was like completely inefficient for what we had was to do. It, he was trying to win, though. He wasn't trying no. to sabotage. I don't know what he was doing. No, he. It was he. He was just he wanted to, to get, screw with. He everybody? was wanting to get something for himself. I think yes. that's really what it was. That's really what it was. He, he wanted to get an item for himself that he knew was at that location that we had already been to the first. So it was a run. selfish move. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So it was. So rather than exploring some new areas we hadn't been, yeah. we spent half of our time in a location we had already been. But at it was beneficial everything. for his. Yeah. His game. Yeah. So like time is wow. a resource in in time stories, which makes sense. We literally used half our time resource for that run because we went to this area. Yeah. Because we went there and then we followed the stuff and then we we're every time you're like moving, you use more time and then because we made too much noise. We had to fight another set of monsters. 
which use more time. But so. you know what? Here's here's my view of this. I didn't play the game with you guys, but <laughs> that would happen in real life. If you were in a real life mission, if you were in the game. No, because probably what would happen in real life is he would go by himself. The other three of us would go where we're going to, and he'd True. be left on his own. True, but people tend to, you know, they could be selfish in real life. Yeah. That well, yeah. translates yeah. into the game. And I felt I didn't want to come down too hard on him because I think he just really wanted to go there for some reason, even though we didn't want him to. Is there a secret goal in that game? No. No. Okay. So, and I didn't, and I, you know, it's a game, so we didn't want to. Anyways, I don't know what, we're getting side, yeah. sidetracked, but I'm cooperative. Not cooperative is scratched from the list. It's no longer. So is this game cooperative? It could, it could be. It doesn't, I'm, I'm not. Well, is it? Before you I have had, to decide. I said not cooperative. I crossed that off, so, which means it could be, it could be. But you have to decide if it is. No, I don't. Yeah, because it's your game. You're inventing a game. I'm saying it could be either one. It, it could be like name. Depends on the theme. It, 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 it's like know. name any mechanic. I don't have to name every mechanic ever made and say if it's in the game, do I? I told you the ones I want in there. The other ones, take or leave. Yeah, I'm rereading the question. Take or leave. What it. would your ideal board game be? Would your ideal board game be a cooperative game? Maybe. So you're kind of. I'm what on the fence. thing is very interesting, but it's not answering his question. I did. It's like I, a politician. It would have drafting, tableau, and engine building, and worker placement. Would it be cooperative? Would your game be cooperative? No. Okay. What would yours? Probably not. Okay. Do I have to go through every other mechanic and say if, it has, if that no, should you, be in there? you already listed them. Drafting. No, there's a lot more, though. I love drafting, too. Combat. Would it would have combat? I didn't list that. Do you want it? Should I list it? Tim doesn't like combat. No, I listed combat in mine. Whoa. You yeah. would want combat. You're yeah. Mr. Combat. I'm, I'm okay with combat. I think this is, you're turning over like, is a new side. So, it's the new Tim. It's the new combative version. <laughs> no, I'm okay with combat. I mean, you know, there's plenty of games that have combat. It's aggro, Tim. <laughs> well, should we segue to Tim's game? I don't know what I can say. I mean, the, the, after that <laughs> list, what can I say? I mean, I was thinking, you know, worker placement, hidden goals. Oh, that's a good hidden one. Hidden goals, I would I like. that one. Uh, you know, some kind of resources and fighting. Art's got to be good. Art's got to be really good. You hate good. the hidden goals in, in Sky, though. Well, just because they suck. <laughs> but you like and the other, concept. In other games, they're, they're good. Yeah. Side that's like, yeah, you know, find the monkey with the banana that's sitting on the beach <laughs> sipping a, you know, pina colada. And yeah, forget it. Um, so yeah, got to be really good art. Got to be really good components. Components are big for me. I, I love the, the nice components. Yeah. Nice. Particulars with resin and all this stuff, but <laughs> well, those components inside are resin. Are they? Yeah, that's why I said that. Like, that's, that's what so I'm thinking specific. of. Well, yeah. but the, but a lot of the newer games that have like more realistic components are made up from resin. Yeah, that's because it's cheap. Yeah, but it looks great. Yeah, no, it looks good. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know that I can say more. I mean, Ryan kind of nailed everything else. So. Yeah, that's good stuff. Speak and Egypt themed. Ooh. Right. Egypt, by the Pharaohs way. And mummies. Time Stories number 4. Yeah. Egypt themed. I oh, love it. Love it. So, we're good. So, we've got Fantasy and Egypt are the I next like two. It. I like it. Egypt. And you made, you said something about a monkey on a beach which reminded me of Spyfall. I just wanted to point out that oh. game did not make my top 100. Top 100. Wow. Yeah, that's because we we played yeah. it to death. It, it got werewolfed. It did. Werewolf was in my top 20 though. You're talking I mean, about one, one night. night. We we played Spyfall the way we kept playing one night. Yeah, one night is in my top 100 somewhere. I don't yeah. know where. But Spyfall, we really exhausted it. I think. Yeah, I don't know why I just thought of that since this was two episodes ago. Yeah, it didn't make my top 10. I don't know if it would make my. It would make my top 100 though. Yeah. Yeah. Question number. Two. Well, next question. <laughs> is this the same guy? Yes, it is. Hey, Joshua's back with another question. Joshua Grimmer, what are your thoughts on the board game industry boom? Do you think we will experience a glut 
or a crash in the future. Any predictions? Yes. I'm saying both of those. The glut followed by the crash. Yeah. I'm really? thinking we're, we're going to repeat what the CCG market found. Interesting. Ooh. Where we just kept That's... coming out, kept coming out, kept coming out. I mean, let's face it. You can only buy, other than Ryan, most people can't <laughs> stomach buying that many games. So they're going to start becoming more picky and all the lower quality games are going to start falling off the market. And let's face it, we've got some big players in the market now that can survive these things and keep coming up with games, but some of the smaller players might not be able to stick around for the long haul. Unless they have really good games. Unless they have really good. So it's going to become, that's the good thing though, is all the really good games should be coming around because all these Kickstarters and I think, I think Kickstarter may be on decline after a certain point. People are, you know, those stretch goals will only get you so far in, and then when you've spent all that money and the game's just, eh. Nah, you know, it's... Kingdom Death Monster just made over, like, 11 million. What? What? Yeah. It passed Exploding Kittens, the most funded board game ever, over $11 what, million. What, dollars. what were they promised if you donate? And here's the crazy thing about it. I don't know the answer to that, but it's not delivering for three years. Uh, wow. Isn't that crazy? Is it just a really good video? No, it's a it's a board game. No, but the no, video no. is to get like, people to buy. Yeah. In. I don't know. I don't understand the draw of this game at all. Actually, it's very it's a very strange game. Nathan likes this game. You could ask him. Huh. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, Side trick. It seems uh seems to me that you know people are going to get burned enough by bad ones. Yeah. That the the gold nuggets that are coming through there are going to become. But that didn't happen with the CCG market, though, because what you're talking about is almost like the market will be more refined over time. But the CCG market, there's really only there was really only one left. Yeah, well, there's still a few. I mean, you still I mean, there's got... some new ones being released now, yeah. but there's there's they're a lot smaller. Well, there's like three. There's Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, and Magic. Yeah, those are the three big. And then. Uh, Legend of the Five Rings or whatever, but yeah, that, that's gone now. Is it gone again? They they sold the license to Fantasy Flight. Oh, okay. So the the theory is that Fantasy Flight's going to make a LCG out of it. Uh, LCG? Limited. Living card game. Oh, living? What does that mean? It just means that it the, the games play like a collectible game, but when they release like new sets, you just buy a pack and you get every card. Oh, ah, okay, yeah. Instead of having to buy boosters and stuff. Right, right. So... It's a pretty good model, actually. What do you think is going to happen to the market? Uh, so I don't know if I foresee a crash, but I, I, I do think it's going to peak out. I think right now there's just too much. Like right now, everyone and their mother is like, I can make a board game company because of Kickstarter. I think, and and some of them are, do it successfully, but I think people are getting pickier on Kickstarter because yeah. they are getting burned because, you know, Kickstarter games they're really hit or miss, like whether they're going to be good. So I don't foresee a crash, but yeah, I think it's going to peak out probably in the next few years. And I actually had it in my notes that I think it's being refined and that better quality games are going to, the the good ones are going to rise to the top. So for us, it really is a, I think it's almost a good thing for us. If the lower quality games fall off the market, who cares? Right, right, exactly. Because it just makes, it gives us less options and we're just choosing from good options at that point. So I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, even if there is a quote-unquote crash of some sort. What do you think, Chris? So I'm going a little different direction. I, I don't think it's going to crash. I think, I think what's going to happen is it's going to evolve into something new. In other words, 
you've got different, we talked about archetypes of gamers before, mm-hmm. but if you divide the archetypes into basically two, one is like the hardcore gamer, which I guess we are, and then the lightweight, you know, like the party games, the party game industry will continue. I mean, they've been making party games for years, right? And those will continue to happen. They'll come out with new ideas. I don't think that's going to crash or boom or change. The like the Euro games and the games we play and like the you know the new innovative stuff, it's all over the place right now. And I think what's going to happen is games will evolve into the next big thing. And I don't know what that is. If I did, I'd be a millionaire. But what we saw with you know if you look back at like the evolution of like Dungeons and Dragons and GURPS and the RPGs and then those evolved kind of into CCGs a little bit where people were looking for something immersive to play competitively. And then, you know, there were offshoots into other things, and board games is one of them, where we all kind of are yearning for an outlet of creative energy. You know, we love games because they're creative, they're interesting, you know, they're immersive. I think there's going to be an evolution from board games into something else. I don't know what that is. You guys are talking about time stories. I haven't played time stories yet, but that's kind of what I'm talking about, a game that sort of branches off and gets you thinking like you're going to sleep and you can't sleep because you're still thinking about it. That kind of thing makes me believe that there's going to be like an, an evolutionary leap into something new. I don't know what it is, what it's going to be, but it's not that it's going to crash, but you're going to have one or two of these big players come up with the next big thing and yeah. people are going to just eat it up. Yeah. Like the one thing you mentioned that was interesting is how they can keep coming out with new iterations of this game and new, like this Egyptian theme one. That's that reminds me a little bit of magic in the sense that they can just keep printing cards. It's like a license to print money. Yeah. As long as the game is good. And if you're thinking about it when you're going to sleep, the game is good. So that's the draw and people will eat it up. That's just an example. But I think I guess my answer is it's gonna evolve into something new. Interesting. Good answer. Yeah, I think the just to speak more to the time stories, I think it seems like the games that are becoming really popular right now are very experiential experiential is that a word i have no in other words it is now in other words it's you're you're not just playing a game but it's an experience like an experience that you think about afterwards yeah like pandemic legacy the campaign is like this new experience yeah time stories is an experience because it's so immersive um so maybe that is that seems like a trend that is starting to pick up like the same company that made Time Stories this year is coming out with a series of games called Unlock, which are board game versions of escape rooms. And that's actually a, a new thing. Like there's been a few companies that have made these like escape room games. Again, they're disposable. You can only play them one time or consumable, I should say. You can play the game one time and you know how to play it. But it was an experience. So you paid for that experience. Yeah, and then you know people build on the shoulders of these games. You know they take that idea and then morph it, and you know maybe they tweak it or add something to it in the, the next thing. Right. And somebody's going to hit on something. I just hope it doesn't change too much. I because I, I don't ever want it to get too so too far away from what it is right now. Why? Because I like what it is right now. Yeah, but that's because you're having fun. What if, What if the next big thing is fun? Yeah, it could be fun, but it, would you ever want to give up what what we have now? We've always done that, though. Like we, like you gave up role playing, and now you're doing this. We, but we that wasn't because role playing evolved to something else. Yeah, but you're still you're you're good. Like I know I could return back to it, and it would still be the same but you thing. Could it probably was still returned. I think 
you know, the way Magic is still around for CCGs, there's going to be the same thing with board games. There's going to be some companies that are still around, still yeah. cranking out what we like to do. I think the LCG is, is the evolving of the CCG, honestly. It's like taking away that problem of collectability. Yeah, some people like that. Whoever has the most money has the best deck. It takes that completely away. Yeah. But yet, they can still make the same amount of money because everyone's buying everything. Okay. All right. Next question. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, I'll read this one. This is from Lance Coffee. I think I'm answering this one, too. Yeah, you are. Lance says, uh, I might want to cue the epic music for this one. You're going to read all of it? Yeah. Oh, boy. There's some games that I wish to play, and it's not that they are necessarily supposed to be great games, but maybe they are. It could be due to SNBG preview I saw a particular component, a theme setting, something said on a podcast, like out of game. The box cover, an interesting mechanism. It was only printed in a place you don't live. Sample in Germany for USA. In my mind, I also envision these games being more obscure than not, but maybe it's a game that is out of print or just older. For me, here are a few games in no particular order. Artifact, archaeology setting. Era of Inventions. I like the idea, but read once one of the poor mechanisms that didn't make sense, but I'm still drawn to it. Sewer Pirates. SNBGG Preview. The designer just was so overjoyed to share his game and it had cool plastic minis that can change teams with a very color base. Similar to now what we see in Blood Rage. Letter for Whitechapel. Not as obscure, but I like the cat and mouse stuff. Wallenstein. Cube Tower. And many others. So there's actually no question here, but I think the question is, what are some games that you are interested in playing but not necessarily because they look like good games, but for some other reason. Okay, so he listed all these games that he was interested in, but really for like odd reasons, not because of the gameplay or whatever. So I listed a few, not a lot. My answer is a lot shorter than the question. The first one I listed was Mechs versus Minions. Uh, I basically just wanted to play this game because the components were so nice. I had no idea what the game was about. Really, really had no clue. But the components were just so ridiculously good that I just wanted to play it. And and when we were at BGG gone and we opened this thing up, we were all in awe. And it was like, we, we, we opened it and we're just like, this game is ridiculous. Like, I, I really hope this game is good because the components are so good. And then we had to go to eat. And so we had it with us and we we're all like wanting to play it. And it was kind of disappointing. So did you ever play it? Well, we played it. It oh. was kind of disappointing, but, uh, but I, but in hindsight, I actually did go buy the game because it was, a good price point, and I figured that Evan would like it when he was a little older. Huh? And I hear if you keep playing the scenarios, it gets better. But the point was, I wanted to play it because of the components. Uh, the second one, you guys will remember this, the Goonies Adventure Card Game. <laughs> so I just wanted to play that because it was the Goonies. There was no other reason. And, uh, you know, the game wasn't so great, but I had to play that game because, for one, that was the game that I said I always wished there was a game with that theme. And then it actually came out. And unfortunately, it was an okay game. It was better than Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle. What a piece of junk that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I listened to that Dice Tower episode. Oh, you did? Where he right talked now. about that. He really likes that game. I know. I don't know what's wrong with him. And then, and then I just put kind of generically dexterity games. The weirder a dexterity game looks, the more I want to play it. Yeah, you do have that addiction, don't you? Yeah, the dexterity games really draw me in. Like, any, like Ice Cool? Yeah, like games like that where it's just like some weird, weird dexterity element or weird pieces that you're stacking or having to do something with. Uh, when I see that, it, I really want to play it. Like, I have this game that's called Hamster Roll, 
it's like a giant wheel and then it's all made out of wood. And then you have pieces like cone shaped pieces and all these weirdly shaped pieces. And you have to put it on the wheel. That's the whole game. You put it in the wheel. And then as you put things on there, it rolls down the table. And then if any pieces, eventually the pieces you set on there will roll towards the top of this wheel and fall. So you're just trying to get all your pieces onto the wheel um, without getting any pieces to fall off. It's really strange, but it's like, you know, it was just so weird looking that I wanted to get it. So those would be some examples of, of games that I bought or wanted to play just because of reasons other than gameplay. Okay. Okay. The only one I could think of was a dexterity game. Yeah. Saw Flick 'em Up at Gen Con, and they had like the large size Flick 'em Up, and they had Ooh. the big game table, and everybody's sitting around it wearing cowboy hats, and they're doing something. I'm like, what the heck is this? Yeah. And kind of watch what they're doing. I'm like, okay, I don't know if this is stupid or not, but this looks like kind of cool. And. <laughs> You know, they had that ginormous game table stuff, and everybody was just screaming around. So I, that I kind of had to be interested without even knowing what the game was. So that was like my one instance that I could think of. Yeah. And before I forget, this year they're releasing Flick 'em Up Dead of Winter. They're making a Dead of Winter version of Flick 'em Up. Interesting. I haven't even gotten the horse expansion yet. Uh, I've got all of the expansions. How many yeah. are there? There's two. There's two. There's the horse one. one, and there's a, um, it's like an Indian themed one. So I, I, I'm trying to get Sam to actually play. Like the scenarios out of the game booklet. Oh, she, she just want, no. She she wants to set them all up <laughs> and shoot them all down, and that's all she wants to do. So we set, up, uh, so we set them all up. She has to play with Pinky. Okay, gotta have the pink one. I'm like, well, Sam, that's not part. No, no, I gotta have Pinky. So we pretty much play six on six <laughs> and basically just flick them and, and kill each other. We haven't actually done any scenarios yet, so well, I figure maybe maybe another year or something. Maybe we can get her to do scenarios. Yeah, you might want to wait a little while for the Dead of Winter one too. Yeah, probably. <laughs> the theme might not be great for kids. No, I don't know. She doesn't. We, we got her understanding what's fantasy and what's real. So okay. She's pretty good with that. It won't scare her, you don't think? No, I don't think so. Okay. Chris, do you have one for this? No. Shouldn't have even went to you. No. Shouldn't even went there. Waste of time. Okay. All right. Next question. Dennis Hoyle. Sponsor of our podcast. Yes. Pine Bars. That's right. Pine Bars from Warlight. Yeah. It's very good. Bow Other Games. BowOtherGames.com. Times are tough. Kind of like in scythe. And you can only afford to spend $50 worth of games for the rest of the year. What do you buy? Ryan, Ryan 50 bucks. This doesn't sound like a lot for your gaming for Ryan. budget. Ryan would buy a rope and hang himself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm limited to 50 now. Well, I would buy Pandemic Legacy Season <laughs> oh, 2. Booyah! Season 2, baby. Booyah. That's like buying 15 oh, different games in one box that's for like $50. That's like buying a whole year of fun for 50 bucks. Yeah. And that's all you had left for the year, so how perfect is that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I have a better idea. I'll drive rope? home in my car and throw the $50 out the window. Oh, I thought maybe you would just buy the rope. Fun. <laughs> buy what? <laughs> you could buy the rope. I'll buy Pandemic yeah, Legacy buy Season 2. You know, other games you can play throughout the year, too, and beyond. Yeah, but it's the same game over and over. No I, I need a new experience every time I play. Every time we play Scythe, it's different. Every time we play Scythe, it's different. But it's the same game. It's different. No, there's not no. Different outcomes. You don't add new rules. You want to play again, don't you? You don't add new rules. Well, of course, it's we're my number one play, game. We're going to play beyond the year. This 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 pandemic puzzle. You're going to put together the puzzle, and it'll be done. <laughs> yeah, but we'll have solved the puzzle, and it'll be so satisfying. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that's your fifty dollars. <laughs> would you Would you buy Tim? Well, I bet you guys could guess. Yes, it's X Wing stuff. Yes, I would buy the Sea Rock Scum. The Croc. Yeah, the Croc. I'm going to buy the Croc. 
Although it might be more than fifty bucks, probably. Crock-pot. But maybe if I catch it on sale at CoolStuffInc.com, I can so you your your one purchase for the whole year would be one figure in a game, one big <laughs> wow. ship. You really wow. like that game? Yeah, you yeah I play it. I play it monthly. So the croc. I just like calling it the Croc. Oh, yeah, By gonna... the way, which faction uses Corvettes? Because those are my favorite that cars. That would be the Rebel Alliance. All right, so I would be CR the CR-90 Rebel... Corillian Corvette. All right, that would be my faction. There you go. How, how do you know that? I mean, that's... Because back in the day before the, the, the dark years of the three, one, two, and three, I was a <laughs> Star Wars nut job, and I could answer questions about stuff that... It's not even the movies. It's like all Ooh. other lore and stuff, and... Ooh. You know, Boba Fett, Mandalorian battle so armor. So who's this girl in the new movie? Do you know the answer to that? No, they just kind of... Is it Luke's daughter? Oh, you're talking in The Force Awakens. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm betting money it's Luke's daughter. Okay. Yeah. I think but, Luke got around a little that's, bit. That's my gamble. No. Like Captain Kirk? No, I don't think, no, I don't think he's anywhere Dallying. near the level of uh, Captain Kirk. No? No. <laughs> no. Dallying with the natives? They like the cyborg arms. That's what it is. Does he have a cyborg arm? Yeah. The hand. Remember? Yeah. Empire? Chicks dig right. that. Chicks From dig what I hear. I don't think they like that. In the Star Wars galaxy. Yeah, you know, you Anakin. Can't even tell, though. It's, it's, it <laughs> looks like a human hand. You can't even tell. Do you remember what? Anakin holding Natalie Portman's hand with this? He chose to hold her hand with his steel hand, and she held it when they were doing their wedding vows. It's probably like Amarantine or something. Why would, why would she hold his hand if it's like this metal claw. Because she wanted to show that she accepted him for who he was. I don't, I don't think like she would ever woman should. accept that. No, she, no. she would not accept that. She would walk around to the other side of him and hold his real hand and let him do something else with his metal Maybe hand. it feels like a real hand. We don't know what it feels it like. It. No, it was metal. No, it was, was no metal. but maybe, maybe in the Star Wars universe, when you touch metal, it feels like skin. <laughs> <laughs> no, I doubt it. <laughs> okay. But so, we have no response for this. <laughs> Who would have liked a 16-year-old to run a whole planet, too? I mean, come on. Seriously. Wait, who was running the whole planet? The, the Nellie Prince. Portman. Whatever. No, name. she was a senator. No, that was... She got promoted to a senator because she was... She was she was the queen. She was the queen of the Queen Amidala. Even though oh, they said the later that one. she was, like, elected to that position. This has been our... We're, all right, we're, all right, well... Let's get out of the all, all, all this Wars. because of the croc. <laughs> the, let's, let's digress. Let's move on to What would be your 50 bucks? Sky, for sure. You can't get that for 50 bucks. Yeah, that's true. It's like a hundred fifty dollar game, there, my friend. What to get the good version? Yeah, the one I have is pretty expensive. So in general, I think. So would you get a third of it? Would you only get two factions? No, I would. I would what what game would I get? Cyclades. You don't own Cyclades? No, because Rasa brings it every time. Uh-huh. You know, and that brings me to another point about that, Dennis's question. When you have a budget like this, and you can only spend fifty bucks. It's a good idea to co-op your games with your friends. You know. You, oh God, you, yes. You do some exchanges, and, and you know. Uh, Share them so that you can reuse some of their games. You know, assuming you have different gaming groups and you're not gaming with all the same people. Yeah. So this is adding to my theory that this isn't your favorite game, by the way. You don't even own it. Tim, what's your favorite game? Well, X-Wing. Do you own it? Uh, a lot. Too much. Yeah. What's my favorite but game? But why would I own it? Because your favorite game. Yeah, yeah but what would I do Ross, with it? Ross always brings it, so what, he would, just, he would buy I, it and it would sit at his house. If I ran a game Because group, it's your favorite game. Yeah, if but I he's ran, not going to get Amy to play it. Do you own your favorite book? Because I would read my favorite book. Do you own your favorite book? Yeah. Okay. How about but if I had my own gaming group where Ross wasn't there, then I would buy it. Don't you want to have? Don't you want to own it just to have? Because this is your favorite game. No. It's like this is no, my favorite. I need to own it. He's not going to sit. I've in already done that. And gaze upon it. I've done that with other games. I'll buy it and then never use it. 
But you haven't done that with this game? But Your I don't favorite? Like, I don't like when that happens. I've learned why am I buying But why didn't game? you buy this before the other games when it's your favorite? Okay, so you had an option it to buy... It wasn't my favorite when I bought the other games. This has been your favorite since I've known you. Yeah, no, no not, not... Like, what? I bought... Like, what's an example? I bought Resistance. Okay, so you... The games because I know... I, Resistance is a lightweight game. You can play that game with anybody. So I figured I'd play with my brothers and non-gamers. I've never played it. You I, played it at your house with, with me one time. Resistance? Yeah. Well, that's because I had a gamer that was there. That me was and Esther you. played it with you and your kids one time. Right, I remember that. <laughs> I think Esther was the spy. She was. She was a really bad spy. But but then I bought Sheriff of Nottingham because that's a game I could play with my parents. And again, it's kind of a lightweight game. Cyclades, if I wheeled out Cyclades and my brothers, they would be saying, what the? Yeah. What is that? And I don't know. I think if it's your favorite game, you should own it. Even if you can't play, play it. it. Even if you can't play it, you should own it. It's your <laughs> okay. favorite. Okay. Listeners, what do you think? Should you own your favorite board game? If you're not and if you play. don't own it, is it disqualified from being your favorite? <laughs> All right, next question. Thanks for lambasting me again. <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to prove to you that it's not your favorite game. You're going to come around to my opinion sometime. What is my favorite game? I don't know. Maybe Scythe. So you would buy Scythe. But I don't own that either. But you said you would buy it. You said you'd buy Scythe before you said you'd buy you Before that. you said you'd buy Six. I love the components. The components of the game are very cool. Maybe that's your favorite game. It's not. I, I, if, I, if I had both of them in front of me, I would play Cyclades. Cyclades is a more fun game, but I love Scythe. It's also mm. a great game. Mm. Second best game ever. We'll see. <laughs> we will see. Tim's third best game ever, right? Yes. All right, That's let's correct. move on. Question uh, next. Could you talk about board game prices? What do you think justifies higher prices in board games? Should better games with better design and art charge more than other games that focus on just putting about a game the cheapest way possible? That's from Lifeborn. Life yes. Reborn. Life Reborn. Pricing is interesting. So... I think what justifies a, a higher price is the quality of the components. I would pay more for a game. I mean, and the, the sound obvious. Is the, Scythe is the perfect, perfect example. example. But you know, you could also make the argument that the better game deserves to cost more. But I would say no. If you're a great game designer and you're cranking out games that people are buying up because the game itself is great, I don't think necessarily that charging a higher price is warranted there because what you could do as the designer is just make more games. So you've developed a name for yourself. Your games are good quality. You get the volume thing as a buyer. I would spend more for the quality, yeah. mm. you know, the, the, the components, you know, that extra thing, you know, get the little metal clink of the coins and the heavier pieces and yeah. the, the, the resource tokens that aren't square. That to me is worth the extra money. Yes. Because it, it really enhances, it brings the gaming experience up a notch. It's yeah. worth the extra money. Dave is the one who has actually made me change my thinking about this. Dave doesn't, he will not, he's like, he disqualifies games based on the way they look, based on how they look. Food Chain Magnet is a perfect example. Yeah. And, he, and he will not change his opinion. On that, no, he won't. But actually, it it made me start to like take a look at some of these games. I thought you agreed with that already. I but I've got some games that I like, but they're not necessarily good components or you know like the classic Euro games. Kalos is a perfect example, right? It's like ugly. Yeah, the game is done really well, but you can't tell me that you wouldn't rather have like a really nicely done version right. of Kalos. Oh yeah. I mean, I would probably buy it again if they came out with a nicer version. If it, you know, it had to be some significant changes, but if it had like really like nicer art and nicer components and stuff, I would rather have that and I would get rid of the one I have. Yeah. 
because I, it does add a lot to the experience. And I do think it's justified to charge more for it because you're spending more it on the production. More to make it, yeah. Production yeah. costs are more because of that. So, yeah, you have to charge more. Whereas, like, if it's just game design, it's hard to charge more for that because it, some people are going to like it, some people aren't. People aren't going to be willing to pay more because you thought it was a good game. Right. You know, but it costs you the same amount to make as a $30 game, but you're charging 60 because you think it's a good mechanic, good game or whatever. But at the same time though, like let's say like some of these designers might charge more than others to sell their design to a company. So do you think, I'm curious if you guys think it's, it's justified to trans transfer that cost to the customers. So they kind of have to, don't they? So like, let's say Richard Garfield designs a game. He's probably going to charge more than Joe Schmo designer. Yeah. So the company has to pay him more to buy his game. So do they then charge, even if the component, this components yes. aside, do they charge they more? They would have to they because would have to. the Richard Garfield name is going to sell more games. But they have to ensure, too, that he's not just handing him something that he thought up in 10 minutes and is pawning it off under his name. Like Robo Rally? <laughs> is it ju- you think it is justified then it's because you're what you're talking about is they know they'll get the money well, but is it justified, justified for them to do it it doesn't as mean a business decision it, right? or is it justified it's a business decision and yeah. and we as the buyer ultimately have the final vote is if it we, fair is my question is it fair to the consumers yes because yeah, we is. can choose not to buy it okay yeah. and you know ultimately if your friends buy the game or you read a review and you, and you hear this game is really good and it's because maybe Richard Garfield is gifted at game development and it's worth the extra whatever, 40 bucks or whatever, to buy this game. If you're going to have that much more fun playing it, it's worth it. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I think I'm on the same page too, but it would be hard for me to buy a game that was like really junky components, but it's designed by Richard Garfield. Yeah. Actually, the, the new Robo Rally is like that. They re-released it. And it has really, really junky components. But that, oh, that's, that's the only version you can get right now. So people who want the game, they're stuck with buying this junky one. No, just don't buy it. And then they'll yeah. realize that people aren't willing to accept junky components. Yeah, they're not charging a lot for it, yeah. though. Junky components and junky design. Well, you know, to me, <laughs> Food Chain Magnet that you brought up, that, that is the ugliest looking game. I mean... It's charming. It's, it's, it's horrible. I think the art's... The, it's, car, the car... I don't know. It's, I like it. I, I really like the art in that game. I I, I don't like the say, board. I like the cards. I just have to say they're both very poorly done. I think it's why didn't it's, that make your top ten? It was like number thirteen. I was expecting that. I know you were. 10. When I said that Alien Frontiers is a number three, I I'm assuming in your head you thought that was number one or two. I was thinking Sky and then Food Chain. Food Chain. Yeah. I thought it was going to, but when I faced it off, then the, you you found the truth. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't like the cards either. Well, part of it is the negative reaction of the group. That that factors in. Really? Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. But I think the game is really good. Food Chain Magnet. Yeah, I, I have to give it another chance. But I don't like the card. The card, it takes forever to set it up, and it's like, you know, a lot of work. And I like the theme of the time it's set at. I think that's that yeah. works. I don't mind the board as much as you do. It, the, all the cards everywhere and yeah. all the setting up, it's like it's so intimidating, get anxiety thinking about it. <laughs> they actually, you can buy like a, a thing on the market. It's like a tray or it's like this thing you put inside the box and it lets you stand all the cards up. Hmm. So instead of laying them all over, they're just standing up in this box. And then they also have these little whiteboards that have all those like bonuses. So when you get a bonus, you just circle it on your whiteboard. And when someone takes a bonus, you just cross it off. So it, it like eliminates having those cards everywhere, and I and I debated buying because it it's only like fifteen dollars. But the the problem is that I'm not I'm 
not sure who's going to play this game with me. I think my other group would would play it, but in in our group, I don't know. I'm bringing it. I would it, try it again. Yeah, I'm bringing it to Sauceball. Yeah, I mean, I would I would try it again. Okay. All right. This question is from Chris Johnson, <laughs> otherwise known as Bip One Thirty Six. Lord George Defleur, Rock Onage Defleur, Deberg Poon, man of many hats, and a good question. Can you guys speak about sponsoring Kickstarters for games? What are the benefits, Ryan? The benefits. I would say a benefit is you get to follow a game from start to finish. So you don't usually get to do that, the development process. And when you're following these Kickstarters, they're giving you updates on everything, what's happening, the whole process. And it's kind of cool to just follow the project all the way through to the end. Next part of the question is, <laughs> is it worth it? No. I'm going to just read all the questions. Third is, what kind of gamers are interested in doing this? Fourth, are there any risks? Fifth, have you had any bad experiences or heard of any? So to answer the question, is it worth it? A lot of times the game will be cheaper than when it goes to retail. So financially, it could be worth it. If you like to support smaller companies, just in general, I think it could be worth it. And and also, you know, a lot of times there's exclusive components or that sort of thing in the game that won't even ever be sold at retail. So that makes it worth it in some cases, depending on if you like that sort of thing. I would say, though, that the gamers interested in this are mostly, uh, well, I think it's all kinds of people. The Hardcore gamers, I think, was his question, but I think a lot of different kinds of people are interested in Kickstarter. Remember Cult of the Next? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cult of the Next. Yeah, so a lot of people are, like, Exploding Kittens is a perfect example. There's That's not all hardcore gamers <laughs> buying Exploding Kittens. No. So I think maybe that the proof is there. And uh, are there any risks? Obviously, something can go wrong with the Kickstarter. It's hard to even say that the company is legally bound to g- deliver anything to you. Right. This has gone to a court case uh, the first time it went to... Like, there has been a court case that was ruled against the company where they actually had to pay something out. So there's a precedent being set for that sort of thing. But initially, it was unclear because you're technically funding a company and then getting a benefit from it. You're not technically purchasing something. Right. Right. So it's, it's kind of weird. It's like a loophole there. And then have you heard of any bad experiences? There have I have heard of two or three that didn't deliver. There have been cases, though, where companies have kind of swooped in and, and saved the project or like swooped in and took it over and delivered to the customers, which has been cool. There have been some where like, the guy who created the project just disappeared. And, like No one can track the person down and just the project died. So my recommendation would be to always go with companies who have like a successful history of Kickstarters. Yeah. You know, maybe if that's their first one, look at, okay, how many Kickstarters have they run and how many have they backed? Yeah. If it's zero, you might want to stay away. Yeah. You know, unless it's like a big game company coming in and for some reason doing Kickstarter, then, you know, you know that they, it's a trustworthy company and, because sometimes they're doing that now just as like a pre-order program. Yeah. So those would be my recommendations. Chris, thanks for the question. Yeah, yeah one of the big companies that uh, Dwarven Forge, who makes the, the Dungeon Stone and stuff, they started doing Kickstarters for their newer sets as a way to fund them. So, you know, that's a company that's been around for a long time. They've never done Kickstarter before, but it's a way for them to start introducing new sets and kind of get the pre-order thing. So when you've got the company history... And then this is like their first Kickstarter. It's probably a safe bet to go with them because they've been around. But yeah, when it's like unknown company, unknown this, this is the first Kickstarter. Yeah, spend your time and do a little research. And you know who runs great Kickstarters? 
Bellwether Games, sponsor of our podcast. And I'm actually, that's actually true. I've backed many of their Kickstarters and they always deliver on time and have communication every week, which is uh, pretty good. I've backed a lot of Kickstarters and they're one of the best. Last question as we're approaching the end of the episode. Last question. Last question. What number are we on? We're on, uh, I don't know. 19? Question well, 19 on the, the list. One if that's the one we're doing. <laughs> Would you rather spend a gaming night playing one long game or several shorter games? This is from RMC Lion. He sounds like a DJ. MC Lion. RMC Lion. <laughs> RMC Hammer. Yeah, we, this is a popular question. Yeah. We, we've been asked different variations of this before, and it is a good question. I, I think we all sort of have similar answers. I think it all depends on the game that's better. We would play a long game if it was good. You know, if you have two short games that aren't as good, a long game that's good, we'll invest in the long game and play it. I mean, for me personally, I don't mind long games at all as long as the turns aren't long. If you're not waiting, I, I could play a three, four hour game. No problem. You know, but the short, the good thing that's the thing that's better about the short games is you don't get exhausted from them. You know, the long, you know what it's like, you play a three hour game and you're just beat afterward. Yeah. And you almost like we, we talked about this before, you almost have to play a lightweight game after that. Yeah. If you're playing the shorter games, you can keep going. You have longevity versus the long game kind of wears you out. But I, you know, the long games are okay. If it's going to, you know, you know, it's going to be a good game. What's wrong with playing a long game? It still shocks me to hear you say that. Cause I know it's a misconception that yeah, I don't like. It, it really is. Cause I, I'm good with either. Of course I, you know, once again, it's, I, I enjoy the longer games and the strategy usually, usually because it's a longer game, there's a longer strategy path and stuff. So you have more options to, you know, tailor your, your strategy throughout the game versus, you know, it's a short game. You're, you're kind of pigeonholed to do like one thing and hope that that succeeds. Otherwise, you're kind of out of it. Yeah. So for me, it would be several shorter games with the caveat that they aren't filler games. So when I say several shorter games, they have to still be strategic games. What's not, an example? Like, um, like, like King of Tokyo is a filler game. I wouldn't want to spend a whole game night playing games like King of Tokyo. What's an example of what you would do? I guess my point is that it seems like they are all filler games. I mean, Seven Wonders isn't really a filler game. So what what defines short? Because to me, shorter is one to two hours. Two hours would be the maximum shorter game. I would say short would be an hour or less. An hour hour or less. less. Yeah, I would say an hour or less. Because you figure on a game night, you you can play three or four hour or less games or play one long epic four hour game. But I would rather play two two hour games. I think that's what I'm saying. Or or three one and a half hour games. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, it, so I guess maybe the definition of shorter. Our definitions of shorter. But like, I would play Innis, for example. I would rather play Innis and Agricola. You know, if, if we're playing with like three people in Puerto Rico, I'd rather play those three games than a six hour game. What's What's a six hour game? I mean, for your side like, is like three ish. Like that. Like we had some five hour games of BSG. Yeah, we did uh, back in the day. There aren't a lot of six-hour games. No, I, I think the games you mentioned, I would consider those long games. But maybe we need a better definition of long versus short. Because I love those games you mentioned. I would do that, too. Okay. But if those are two-hour games, it doesn't seem like they ever can there, be done in two hours. There though. aren't a lot of games that are less than an hour that are like They're good, filler. like heavier games. Yeah. So well, then I would say you're for the longer games because you, you want the heavier games. Yeah, so I think I, you're up for longer games. I think by short, he means filler. 
Okay, then no. I'd rather play longer games. Yeah, I'm, I guess I'm looking at the question differently. Because I've actually had a game day. From experience, I know that I didn't like this as much. We actually had an entire game game day where we dedicated to playing just short games. And we played like a lot of games. Wow. But at the end, it was, it was kind of unfulfilling. Yeah. yeah, And we were kind of like, Heck, you know. We it, did that once at our game night at Tim's. There was one time we didn't play any long games. It was a couple of sessions ago. Yeah. And I, I left feeling unsatisfied, just like you, you described. Yeah, this would happen to me when we when we had like the epic nights of one night werewolf. Like we, like we oh, would yeah. we would play like I don't know. Sometimes we would play one game and then we would play one night werewolf for like two or three hours. Yeah, it's because we couldn't stop. I know, but like those that that's what burned me out in it because I would yeah. rather have played maybe one night werewolf for forty five minutes to an hour and played another longer game. Yeah. So, but that wraps up episode thirty three. Of out of game. Where's our website? Outofgamepodcast.com. Out That's right. And by the way, a huge thank you to Bellwether Games for sponsoring this episode of Out of Game. Pine hey, hey. Please enter our contest. <laughs> you can find our guild at BGG Guild 1990 by clicking on the Board Game Geek Guy on our website. You can join our Slack group. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, or Stitcher at OOG Podcast. You can email us at outofgamepodcast at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail at for the OOG OOG 80 and for great games at amazing prices shop at coolstuffinc.com and for more great podcasts of the Dice Tower Network or just some great podcasts not necessarily more because that would imply that we're great go to dicetowernetwork.com keep the questions coming we love those questions we do it's good stuff good night everyone good night good night We had a great three-day weekend of gaming at Tim's Cottage. No, we're having one. No, we had it. No, we're going to have it. We, I already had it. We're going to talk about having it next time. <laughs> well, we can talk about what happened next time, but it was a great weekend. Okay. Didn't you guys have fun? It was awesome. It was pretty cool. <laughs> yes. It was a great time. We should do it more often. It was, we should. Uh, I'm glad the, the guys flew in <laughs> from all over and... Uh, you know, there's dedication there. You know, they one guy flew in from California. I think we need to have a time shift. That's it. That's right a dedication. Now. Time shift. We're going to have a time shift. Time port. A time port. Time port's banned. We, we talked about that, that last time. Episode uh, 32, if you haven't heard it yet. It's about time port. Yeah, we'll talk more about the three-day weekend of gaming, uh, maybe the next episode. Yeah, probably the next episode. Yeah. In fact, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a major topic next yeah. episode. There's a lot that happened. Yeah. Some good times. There yeah. was. Yeah. There shall be lots that happens. Speaking <laughs> of some very good grammars. <laughs> oh, you can't talk sky then, psych ladies. So, Uh-oh. talk about Sauce Boss Con. So, Sauce Boss Con is apparently the place that we already went that yes. we haven't gone to yet. You didn't go? Uh, I, I saw you there. I, I'm going to go. We're going to go. I'm sure this isn't confusing at all for the listeners. Apparently, we've already gone, but I'm in the time warp right now. <laughs> and, uh, you just roll. We're going to go to Tim. Well, my whole, my whole spawn point is based around okay. this. <laughs> so, I'll just take mine out then. <laughs> it's okay. It can be confusing. We're in a time warp. Why not? Okay. It's fun for everyone, right? <laughs> when uh, when we go to Sauce Boss Con or when we went there, 
I, w- I would have liked to have played some of my magic number games. Yeah. One we did. Exactly. <laughs> Warning. There is no internet at sauceboss.com. Is there, is there a cell signal? There is. Well, it depends on your carrier. Uh, uh, my brother actually just got Sprint. He said, perfect. What? That's like the worst network. I know. Sprint everywhere. He, he oh, that's make, why, because that's where they have their tower. Yeah, he can make it's phone a, calls from the it's house. It's in the backwoods kind of, of Wisconsin. But do you have a phone? Well, yeah, we got a landline. Okay, so we're not like completely... What is a landline? Is that like the thing that plugs in? Yeah, yeah. Like you and know, then your you old put, traditional... You push you know, the buttons and then it... it there's like a dial tone on it. Yeah, yeah. It's not rotary, so it, it is. It is <laughs> I push remember button. those rotary. It is push buttons. button. Um, Ryan, do you remember those? You might not even rotary know phones. Yeah, I actually have one. I have an antique one from my great grandma. <laughs> nice. <one>. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. It's like the kind of phone I had growing up. It was an antique. It's like a. It's like an olive green color. You know that green. Oh yeah, that nice '60s. Green. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> okay, what, what what are we doing? Question yes. 17 from BIP136. Even though it's not really 17, we're just... <laughs> it's numbered 17 for some reason. Yeah. Our numbering. It's an arbitrary number. This is our friend Chris. Chris Johnson. Shout out to Chris Johnson. Also known as DeFleur. DeBerg. And DeBerg, if you listen to our last Lord episode. Lord George. Lord George. Brock Onage. Many names. Poon. Yep. Tim, you want to read this one? Oh, no, you're going to make me do that? Okay. All righty. Let's go here. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Can you guys speak about sponsoring Kickstarters for games? What are the benefits? You get to follow the game start to finish. Is it worth it? A lot of times a game will be cheaper than when it goes to retail. Oh, hold on. My what? answers are on here. Oh, do you want me to start? I accidentally pasted my answers into the question. All right. Let's <laughs> change that. Start over. All right. So our next question is from BIP136, also known as Mr. Johnson, one of our friends. Ryan, why don't you go ahead and read it? Oh, I'm got a total mess there. (laughs) (laughs) We lost all all the defleur that did. I don't believe that in there. All right, this question is from Chris Johnson, otherwise known as BIP136. Lord Jord? Defleur? Brock Onage, Defleur, DeBerg? Poon? Man of many hats. And a good question. Can you guys speak about sponsoring Kickstarters for games? What are the benefits? Ryan? No, I'm answering. Okay, this is so funny. It's your answer. So oh my oh, god, we're gonna answer the one at a time. We're filling the blooper reel. Here. Okay, <laughs> please, jo- uh, please uh, join our contest. Please, what's the word? I'm tired. What, what are you looking for? What would you say for? Please enter our contest. Enter. Thank you. Please enter our contest. <laughs> <laughs> Let me solve that problem. You can join our. Oh my God. <laughs> what is the stupid. Slack? Guild? What's the Slack? Slack? You can join our Slack group 